DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make Fridays appear just by hearing them. Wow, that's pretty good. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Keep in mind when you're watching the media and when you're listening to governments and so on and so forth, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That's because the traveling carnival would not hire me. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about these kind of processes in the Christian faith. How do you handle the feelings you might have when people misunderstand you? You know, have you ever gone through that? Oh, yes, you have. I know you have. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got something that you want to share, if you've got a praise report, you want everybody to hear what the Lord is doing, what you're hoping he's doing, if you've got a prayer request and you want other people to join in faith, if you want people just to hear things that are taking place from your perspective, if you've got something to share that will just bless people because you just want to be a blessing, we want you to be able to engage with us throughout the show. One of the great ways to do that is to call us. It's a really, it's fascinating because if you call, we're pretty confident you will not receive a shock. So that's good. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770. You will be talking to mighty Gabriel. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like seeing yourself in the mirror and you look like you've lost weight. What? And then you will fly.
did you did you add to that? Did you make that bigger? Good job, buddy. That is good work. Here's the bottom line, folks. Maybe you don't want to call. Maybe you're like, you know, Dave, I've heard you talk to people. I want to text. It's okay. You can do that too. 214-210-8483. Making sure everybody gets that. 214-210-8483. Two one four, two one zero eight four eight three. That's my NPR voice. Just remember that. You can also email us David at he must increase dot org. That's David at he must increase dot org. Not King David, just David. David at he must increase dot org. Also, we're going to send you up to the website. Why are we going to do that? Well, there's multiple reasons to tell you about that. Don't forget, there are over three thousand hours of podcasts three thousand hours you know what i'm saying if you're if you're pastor preached 30 minutes about that i mean just that's six thousand sermons right what that's right and you can enjoy those also because you know i have to ask you because our funds are low and i just dislike it when it's like that, and I don't think you can blame me. Uh, if you have the opportunity to give, there's a great way to do it through the website. And if you don't want to use the stuff that's on the website, which is secure, but if you don't want to use it, it gives you information of how to give directly towards us. Please go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org That's just so short. It's so short. I thought there was something else coming. All right, that's all right. Here's what we got, all right? So I want to share a couple things with you. Uh, I'm going to pray for the audience. You're not going to believe what I'm going to pray, so if you typically don't listen early on, you'll love it. And if you're going to listen later on, you're going to have to catch this in the podcast. This is really cool. I'm going to pray for the audience that you will receive the best from the Lord, that you will receive the Lord. In other words, I don't. when we ask for the best, for something, we always think, oh, bring the best, Lord. The way that the best comes is when the Lord comes. And I just want to pray that prayer for everybody in the audience. So let's do it together. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you and worship you. Every time, Lord, that we're seeking you and pursuing you, we're looking for things to turn out a certain way, to go in a certain direction. And Sometimes our prayers, Lord, they're selfish. Sometimes they're just self-centered. So what we want to do, Lord, as an audience, as a people, as your kids— is we want to ask for the best in things, but the best because you arrive in those things. In other words, we want you and more of you as the solution to everything we're petitioning for. Because that would be the best that we could get in the situation. And we ask you to, to make your presence known to us, to make your commitments affirmed to us and confirmed to us, and let us rest in the grace that you have extended to us and have confidence in your generosity. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, that's uh, rolling right off the bat on prayer, and we're going to go right into the text. So for those that are not ready for the text, you better get ready because this is some great material. We're in the book of Hebrews. We're winding out chapter 7 today. Then, you know, you get into chapter 8. Then when you get to 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, it's like, what? It's incredible stuff. But let's look at what we're looking at right here. We're winding it out as we pull together. We're winding out 7. Here it is, chapter 7. And verse 26 says this, 
For this is the kind of high priest we need. Holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do, first for their own sins and then those of the people. He did this once for all when he offered himself. Now watch this. Oh boy, this is so unbelievable. Jesus is a unique kind of priest. He is your high priest. He is so unique. And you think, well, why? What, what is it that makes Jesus unique? And you already know, well, it's because he's, you know, born from the Holy Spirit and he's born from Mary. So he's fully man, fully God. And it's like, okay, I get that part. But there's something else that we miss quite often. And that is Jesus is undefiled, separated for, from sinners. And verse 27 says he doesn't, he, he doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day like the high priests do first for their own sins. So let me explain this to you. When priests or petitioners or people are praying on your behalf, every human being has to deal with their own set of sins. It doesn't matter if it's the high priest of Israel. It doesn't matter if it's, high, if, if it's the high priest one year, 20 years later, 40 years later. There is something that takes place. It's the same dynamic that takes place when you spend time with the Lord and you come before the Lord and you thank him and you recognize the grace of God enables you to stand because apart from that, the grace, apart from the mercy, apart from the love that comes from the Lord and the redeeming work from, from Jesus Christ that you receive by faith, that he gives by grace, apart from that, you're a mess. And so when you come before the Lord, you're like, Lord, you know, please forgive me. Please don't be mad. Please, you know, don't chasten me. David said it great. Don't chasten me in your hot displeasure. I don't want to get you irritated. Nah, 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 nah. You see, when Jesus comes and petitions for us, he doesn't have to go through that. He doesn't have to be centered on himself to be forgiven because there's nothing for him to be forgiven. He's sinless. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices for what he's done or for any of the lacking that he uh, would have if he was a regular human priest. So when Jesus comes on our behalf, there's nothing, get this, get this, here it is. There's nothing distracting him in his life. He is only focused on our well-being. When anybody else prays for you, when I pray for you guys, and I pray for you every single day, every day that we've had this radio show, I don't pray for every one of you by name, but I do it as often as I can, remember as many names as I can. I am telling you, I've already spent 10 minutes talking to God saying, please forgive me for being an idiot. <laughs> I've already done that. I've already gone through that process. Why? Because I have many failings, because I am lacking in many ways and in many areas. And so I petition the Lord and seek his help and seek for, and it's not that I'm not forgiven eternally, but my sins affect me and I need to be cleansed.
And so I petition the Lord and say, you know, just, you know, whatever dumb thing I'm doing, whatever my pride or my arrogance, whatever stupid thing I'm, 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 I'm operating in, whatever I'm doing, that please forgive me. Please watch me. And then I get into petitions for family and petitions for friend and petitions for you guys. The reason I mention that is simple. Because I'm also concentrating on me when I'm coming before the Lord. But Jesus is a unique type of high priest. He never has to concentrate on himself when he petitions for us. He's fully loaded to bear, so to speak, seeking our best interests continually. You get that? That's just like, oh, my goodness, that's so cool. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What? I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turned. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? 
Okay, thank you. All right, you. let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Yeah. All right, don't forget, it's K-double-A-Man 770, the truth station here in Texas. Keep that in mind, please. Uh, Okie-dokie, artichokies. Remember, okie-dokie, a theological term. Here is your first trivia question for those that are getting ready. Get ready. I feel the trivia question coming. Here it comes. Get ready. Here you go. Here's the first one. How were Jacob's two wives related to each other? How were Jacob's? Two wives related to each other. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's the question. Straightforward. We do have somebody calling in because people Want to be able to respond because that's a good question, right? That's a good one, right? Yeah, that's a good one. All right, the question is, how were Jacob's two wives related to each other? Okay, outside of the fact that they were both human. Okay, probably probably need to go a little past that. Okay, just a tad. Anyway, we do have somebody ready. They are ready to answer the trivia question. We will let that go through. Come on, send them all through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Da, da, da. Hey, David, this is Eric. Hey, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, I'm so glad you called. I was wondering how you were doing. I didn't get a chance to to check in with you yesterday, so I'm glad that you called. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been able to listen live for this whole week, but I've uh, been listening to a podcast every day. So yeah, are they? Uh, are that's they? A, that, that's that's a lifesaver. There, I'm glad you're <laughs> glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're so. Speedy, uh, um, whoever does it, Gabriel or Jennifer, or whoever puts it up there, they sure put it up there quick, and I, that's nice. Yeah, it's um, it's Gabriel now. Gabriel's running the show. He's got it rocking and rolling, and doing a good yeah. job. We just have a couple of things we're working on. It's like, and uh, boy, I thought the I thought Wednesday's uh, teaching on the pursuit of happiness was particularly good. I just like that one because I have to remind myself. Oh yeah, uh, the Ecclesiastes. Yeah, the Ecclesiastes yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, matter of fact, I, I was able to. Uh, I didn't teach it as well as you, but I had the opportunity to uh, sit back and relax and talk about that uh, to uh, a co-worker of mine, and uh, it, it was it was kind of fun. Cool. And, uh, so, I, so yeah, so well, those podcasts help, and uh, that's good. Awesome. Uh, that's great. All right. All right, my brother, here we go. How were Jacob's two wives related to each other? 
they were sisters. That is correct, sir! You are right! And it's like, it's like, I'm not saying, I don't want to, you know, say it, but like, yuck. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's like, I'm sorry. That's all I can come up with. Like, yowza. <laughs> well, he was, he was tricked into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with that. But I I mean, if you're the two sisters, you just got to be thinking, now, wait a second here. <laughs> can, I, can I tell a real quick joke? It, Abs- I won't absolutely. take up much time, hopefully. Absolutely. I'll try to make it, uh, try to make it uh, biblical, but not scriptural. I'm with you. That's about 99% of everything we do on jokes. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you'd understand. To set this up, up, uh, when I ask the question, you'll have to answer it to the first thing that pops into your head. Otherwise, it's kind of like those knock-knock jokes. You have to say knock-knock, you know, or who's there. Um, So anyway, Paul was out in the Mediterranean Sea. He was sailing across it, and right before the storm hit, he was writing some letters, and he was, he was sitting there writing, and one of the sailors came up and looked at him and said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm writing some letters here. And he Paul you know, put down his, his uh, quill and um, parchment and looked up at uh, the sailor and says, decided this is the time to talk to him. He says, now here's the question, David, and this is where you have to answer. Okay. What is a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? Uh, arr, 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 and, the, and, and I, the sailor said, nah, that would be the sea, matey, the sea. <laughs> That's a good okay. one. <laughs> so it's not the R. No, it's the sea. It's the sea, matey. Hey, hey I love your show. Thanks. Thanks uh, for keeping keeping it going. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being such a, a great brother and a great support. We appreciate you. Right. God bless you. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. How fun was that? They were – somebody wrote, they were sisters. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, people. Uh, great job by Eric, by the way. Thank you, Eric. That was excellent. Uh, where am I? What am I doing? What planet am I on? Oh, yeah. We're still teaching this stuff, right? Okay. Uh, DNA. We're doing DNA. You want to do DNA? You ready for that? Yeah, he's ready for that. Here we go. All right. Uh, D. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Notice how Gabriel's starting to get into it, right? Daily. That's right. Daily. Every day that ends with Y, you got to spend time with guy in this, the guy in the sky. The bottom line is, and, I, and I'm trying to teach this with, with without dropping legalisms on people, you don't have to spend the exact same amount of time. You don't have to read the exact same amount unless that's the discipline that God has given you. And then at that case, you should do that. Okay? I mean, if the Lord puts that on your heart, you always, always, always respond to the Lord First, doesn't matter what anybody else says. You go, you respond to the Lord first, especially if he's, uh, you know, leading, guiding, directing you, giving you affirmation, confirmation through his word. So, but, but I would encourage people who have a harder time in devotions to just spend some time. Instead of putting something on yourself, just say, I'm just going to spend a few minutes. I'm just going to do it. And if you just keep doing that and do it consistently, you find it's much easier to add in additional time and additional things. So draw closer to the Lord daily. Okay. That next one is N and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. I was going through an old teaching that I did. It was uh, about 10 years ago. And I am telling you, I am telling you, I promise it's not even prophetic. It's just promise guaranteed 
that as the word of God is being challenged in other countries where you are not even allowed in the public square to talk about homosexuality from the Bible perspective anymore in England, it is against the law, that kind of thing is coming to this country with that type of restriction. No, no, it won't happen. It's going to happen. You just never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which means that you are thinking, yeah, maybe it's not all about me. Maybe there are other people that count. Maybe I should consider how they're doing, think about what they're doing, and, and, and pray that I could be a blessing and a vessel from the Lord to them. That is what we're talking about, okay? That is the DNA. Got that? Excellent job, and we got that done. So I got to do a short little teaching here before we do our exit out of this thing. So I just want to finish this up. This is really cool. Still in Hebrews, but this is towards the end, and I'm kind of pushing through into chapter 8. It says this, uh, Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself, for the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the promise of the oath, which came after the law, appoints a son who's been perfected forever. Now, the main point of what is being said is this. We have this kind of high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens, a minister of the sanctuary, and the true tabernacle that was set up by the Lord and not men. Two really cool quick points. Number one, the 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 priesthood for mankind based on the earth has weakness in it. Jesus doesn't have weakness. He's perfect. I would rather have somebody who is perfect in everything he does praying for me than somebody who's loaded with weakness. It's not that I don't want people with weakness praying for me. I just would have, if I'm given a preference, I'd rather have the full meal and not bits and pieces. Okay, that's number one. And then number two is this. <laughs> this is the best one. The high priest, and you got to think about this. Jesus prays for you. Jesus intercedes for you, so to speak. He petitions for you is really what we would say. When the high priest on earth petitions for you, where is he? He's in the sanctuary, right? A copy of the things that are made that represent what's actually in heaven. When Jesus intercedes for you, where is he? He's actually in heaven at the right hand of the Father, making that intercession for you in the actual temple, not a copy of the temple, actually next to God the Father, not symbolically next to God the Father. So when Jesus intercedes for you, he's right next door. That's the kind of high priest that is powerful. You think he's got the father's ear, so to speak? I say yes. The answer is yes. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. Uh, let's get into our text. Colossians chapter. We covered everything, right? Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, 2 through 4. Whatever you do, or I'm sorry, it's uh, actually Colossians 3, 24. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically. 
is something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us that whatever we do, now we've gone through this a couple of times and we have to go through it uh, multiple more times to really grasp it, but that phrase, whatever we do, happens to mean whatever we do. That's what it means. And we're supposed to do it enthusiastically, with an eagerness, not with an obnoxiousness, with an eagerness to do it as unto the Lord. So the things that we're required to do that we have to do, there should be a disposition, an attitude of enthusiasm that is connected to the Lord. It's not that you like to do everything, but if you can understand that in the doing of it unto the Lord— You're doing it with a different priority in mind. You understand that? In other words, what you do, do it unto the Lord and do it with this attitude of a full heart and an eagerness. I had somebody, I'll say her name, Susie Lopez was at KPRZ. She was the direct marketing director. Uh, Susie did the marketing director for San Diego. She said something to me one time that was so profoundly simple, it was irritating because I had to do something for a client because that's what you had to do at Salem. And I was like, blah. All right. So she said, Dave, she goes, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And it was like, that was really good advice. If you can't remove yourself from it and you have to do it, at least do it right. I mean, do what you're going to do and do it with the right attitude. Do it with the right spirit. Do it with this uh, uh, better mindset. And I think she was more right than wrong. No, I'm not talking about doing bad things or anything like that. So stop. That's, that's weird stuff. I'm talking about doing it as unto the Lord and recognizing that when you do it that way, it is from the Lord and only the Lord that you will receive the true eternal reward. You might uh, go through whatever your process is, but when you do it as unto the Lord, you can recognize that the Lord is the one that brings the reward. And that's just living your life for the Lord. And that's just good, right? I mean, that can't be a bad 